the Brand Herald podcast, where leaders explore how great brands are built. Join Landon Wade, owner of Goodson Clothing and Supply Company, as he interviews business leaders and marketing experts to learn about the successes and failures of building great brands. One last thing, the views and opinions shared by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Enjoy the show. All right, we're live. And uh, again, I want to welcome everybody to another episode of the Brand Herald podcast where we originally used to talk only to customers um, and really, you know, with the idea of talking to customers about how they go about building their branding. But recently and lately, we've been trying to expand that and talk to uh, leaders and professionals who are out there building awesome brands and learn how they're doing it, learning what's working and what's not working. I'm Landon Wade, the owner of Goodson Clothing and Supply. Uh, company here in Louisville, and I'm happy and excited to have Seth Lieber with Go Southern Indiana or So in Tourism with me. He's the visitor services manager there. Seth, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So the first part of these, uh, and, and just to give a little bit of background, most of the work that we've done with uh, Go Southern Indiana has been with Cat. Uh, Katerina, and you got to help me say, how does she say her last name? I believe, to the best of my knowledge, it is pronounced Golgis. Golgis, that's what I thought. So if anybody <laughs> was going to mess it up, I was going to let you be the one. So uh, You know what? Um, she, she, she can hold it to me on Monday. <laughs> Kat is one of my favorite people, and we've worked together. I worked with her in her previous stop. I know she's been with you all for a while. And uh, so when I reached out to Kat and I said, hey, I'd like to do a podcast, uh, she was like, I am absolutely not the person to do that, but Seth is just a person. So we, here we are. I think I'm, I think I'm becoming the mouthpiece for the, for the organization. <laughs> when we go through my history, that'll make more sense. Yes, that's right. Absolutely. And, and, and if anybody knows Katerina, that makes sense to them too. That is definitely, <laughs> this is not her bag. So, um, but I appreciate her connecting me with you and I'm excited about the opportunity to kind of share the the Go Southern Indiana story. Uh, we'll touch on some of the things we've worked with Kat uh, on and how we're using, how you guys are using that to build a brand. We'll, but we'll also touch on some of the initiatives that you're leading for them. But before we get to that, I always like to just start to help people get to know the person before we so, start to get to know the company. So if you would just tell, you know, maybe a few minutes, just give us your background, where you grew up, high school, college, and any other interesting information to get to know you a little better. Right. So uh, I think the biggest thing here is is a phrase that I recently learned about that sort of uh, it gives you a beginning and an end to, to my story. Uh, I'm what they call a boomeranger. So I did not know this phrase until, uh, as a matter of fact, Visit Indiana uh, is doing a campaign, which is people who are from an area have gone away for some time and have actually moved back. So that's a common thing that's that's really starting to happen. So born and raised in New Albany, Indiana, so in so in, in specific, uh, graduated high school in 2003. I, you name it, I did it all. I was uh, on the football team, the soccer team, orchestra, but mainly I was in theater arts. Uh, I was lucky enough to be accepted to the Chicago College of Performing Arts, which uh, I think my graduating class, we, we started with 25 students and we graduated 12. So a very strict, wow. uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, very strict disciplined uh, uh, program 
where I, where I studied musical theater. Um, during that time, I also got to perform all throughout Chicago and uh, locally and back and forth. Um, upon graduation from there, I stayed in Chicago and I did the, I did the actor thing. Uh, you name it, I did it. From small storefront theater to the Lyric Opera of Chicago to the famous Steppenwolf Theater where I got to work with Tony Award winners. Um, even one, one of the writers was a Pulitzer Prize winner. So had an amazing, amazing wow. experience in my time there. Uh, then I just thought, you know, I've kind of always wanted to travel the world. I kind of thought about my master's. Just so happened that the uh, at the time, now it's called the Royal Conservatoire of Scotland, was auditioning in Chicago. And I went on a whim to the audition. I got in and said, okay, <laughs> this, this sounds like a pretty cool opportunity. So uh, I moved to Scotland and did my uh, master's in theater. Uh, graduated in about a, about a year. It's a little different way they do their program. So did my master's in a full calendar year and loved it so much that I stayed even longer. So a lot of my background is in theater and storytelling and being specific with times and eras and imagery, all the, all these little things that kind of play into what I'm sure we'll talk about today. But I did come back and uh, moved back to Southern Indiana and then ins and outs. So I would teach at universities uh, in Oklahoma, Mississippi, or take a contract doing theater in uh, New Orleans or Nashville. So really went all over the map. But I uh, was lucky enough to meet my my wife uh, in this area, and we, we truly settled down. So we are back in New Albany. Uh, we've got two beautiful kids, a, a three-year-old girl named Evelyn and a three-month-year-old, uh, a three-month-old, should I say, uh, Callum, and a five-year-old dog named Jeff, and still in the arts, but have found a really, really wonderful job with Sewing Tourism, which I've just fallen in love with, being able to really work in the community that I live in. So it's a real nice nice story of getting to experience a lot in the world and bring those experiences back to where I live. So, I mean, first of all, I think I said this to you when we talked before, I really love the name Callum. And I think I yeah. also asked you this before, that the, your dog's name, Jeff, that does have a tie-in to Southern Indiana, right? <laughs> It, it does actually, yeah. My my wife and I first rented our house in downtown Jeffersonville. So uh, when we moved just out of that house, Jeff had always kind of stuck. It's, it's a nice memory of of you know us sort of becoming a family. Yeah, and it's so and actually, so something I thought about is, and this may not be people who listen to this that aren't from this area, they may not know this, which is you know they call. Uh, Kentucky, they say Kentuckiana a lot because Louisville is literally right on the river, right across the river, Southern Indiana. And then to understand the geography of Southern Indiana, and you can help me with this, you've got like Jeffersonville, New Albany, like kind of all like right in a row, right? Charles, Charles, yeah, help me out with that. Like, what are the cities that are just right across the river, kind of all in a row? Absolutely. And, And that sort of ties into what is so in tourism. So, so in tourism represents our sort of local area. We have two counties, which is actually sort of rare for what we call a destination management organization. So bringing people to the area, Clark and Floyd County. So we have New Albany, we have Clarksville, we have Jeffersonville, we have Charlestown, 
We have up into uh, the Floyd's Knobs area. So many people will be familiar with Huber's and, and Starlight. So we are quite expansive. Southern Indiana is a, is, is a large area um, that covers a pretty good ground. It, it's important to note that it's uh, not to be confused with, uh, you know, kind of westward. So, you know, some people say Madison or things like uh, a French Lake. We're a little bit further south and a little bit further east. And when we say right across the river from Louisville, Kentucky, you can walk the Big Four Bridge and, and you can go from yep. downtown Jeff to downtown Louisville. It's that easy. Well, the Louisville Marathon goes into Indiana that way. I mean, it goes right over the walking bridge and a good portion of it is run over there. So, or I'm sorry, the Kentucky Absolutely. Derby Marathon, I should say, the mini. Yeah, it, 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 I was jealous. I'm always jealous. I do the mini marathon and where that, where that, path uh at right around louisville slugger field is you can either go straight and then you're going across the big four and you start the southern indiana portion or you finish the mini which is you take that right and by the end of the race i'm glad i usually take the right (laughs) and get to the finish line fair enough um all right so before we get to talking more about the organization there's there's one little last section that I've, i've started doing just to help people to get to know you personally a little bit better and that is a really interesting story i would think I would think that people listening to this might be like me going, wow, so this guy did all that theater and he was overseas and all this kind of stuff. And you know what? Let's start here and then I'll ask these other questions. And I think maybe you could answer this. If people are wondering, after all that you've done, what has brought you back? Is it family? Is it affinity to the area? Is it a little bit of everything? Because I'm sure that's a question that they might be wondering after hearing your background. Right. Uh, I think it's probably two to three things. Um one is family. Uh, my my wife is based. My my wife works for Brown Foreman. Uh, my parents uh, live in this area. My grandparents live in this area. Uh, I have another set of grandparents just down the road in uh, Lexington, Kentucky. So not far away at all. Uh, great, to, easy trip to go down and see them. So family is a major thing. It's it's a great area opportunity. There's actually a lot of opportunity in this area now. That wasn't that wasn't here when I was growing up. This area has grown so much. Whether it is is the uh, the arts, which are growing, but Southern Indiana itself, and uh, and then I, I I don't think it's important to notice being in the arts is is a grind. It is a grind. Mm. Uh, there there's a, amazing opportunities uh, and so many more opportunities just to be seen in things, but. It takes a lot of energy. <laughs> it takes yeah, a lot like of for, energy. For every person that you see that's, you know, quote, making a living or making a good living in that space, there's probably, what, 100 people that are struggling, if not more, It's it's trying a, to do it's, the same thing. Uh, yeah. it, funny enough, it, it is a numbers game. It's how many auditions can you get to? And uh, I was lucky enough when I was Scotland, one of my main positions was as a, as a casting director. So I helped cast commercials. I helped cast uh, some some film and things. What you learn is that even the creatives at the end of the day don't often have the say. It's up to the company that maybe is producing the commercial. So you could say, I have the most talented yeah. actor. He he's just, he's the perfect. He's and they go, you know what? Just not the look we're going for. And that comes from someone yeah. with no entertainment background, nothing, just from a visual thing. And it was interesting to learn that. So for you know, every you know, I've always, auditions, you book one gig. I've always wondered about casting because 
like a lot of people, I was a fan of Yellowstone. I am a fan of the Yellowstone series. And then they did, uh, what was it? 1893. It was 1800s or something. And they cast Tim McGraw. Right. Which I thought was a home run. That was a home run series. And then they did 1923. And I am like, I was not a fan at all of them casting. <laughs> um, oh, what's his name? Um, you know, he was in Star Wars. He's Han Solo in Star Wars. Um, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. They cast Harrison Ford. And I just was like, and I heard that that was, uh, you know, Taylor Sheridan, who's become a, just a mega star. Mm-hmm. Uh, he struggled for a long time um, and is just behind a lot of the more successful shows lately. But I can't, I mean, he picked him and I was just like, man, I just feel like you guys hit a home run with Kevin Costner, a home run with Tim McGraw. And, and Harrison Ford just left me like, I just don't, I'm not buying it. So personal opinion, of course, but I've always wondered how casting works. It, it, it is, it, it's an eye-opening process. I got into it uh, during my master's. I really moved more into directing. And I was lucky enough, I was sort of kind of my, my uh, program's protege, not in the sense of taking over his job, but just kind of really followed behind him. And he, and he uh, gave me some really great opportunities that led to more opportunities. But on-the-job training, and I was sitting there, working yeah. with the actors, recording them, giving them some notes. And then I'd uh, edit that film and I'd bring it to, I'd say, here's my top five thinking I had one in mind. who was like the absolute best. And it was the first one they got rid of. It <laughs> was just like, and they said, they're like, yeah, it's just not the look that we're going for. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, interesting. So, it sometimes I think we, we tend to think there's a lot more science and, and more, maybe I don't want to use the word intelligence, but there's a lot, we think there's more things that go into decisions than actually do in some cases, I think. Um, Absolutely. But all right. So two really quick personal questions, and then we're going to move into really talking about the organization and how you guys are building the brand. Uh, okay. So this is just personal questions. Yeah. Fun questions such as what is your coffee shop drink? Oh my gosh. Okay. So it may sound basic, but I don't believe it's ba- what we would call basic anymore. I went from having my normal coffee cream and sugar. I now am black coffee all the way. My taste buds. You and I are the same. I'm the I, same now. <laughs> yep. I want to taste the coffee now. You know, I, the, the cream and the sugar just mask it anymore. I want the coffee. Have you done an Americano? I do like Americanos. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which and is there like, is a, I, I mean, again, right. That's just espresso shots in hot water, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And yeah. there, I'll admit there is a, a one drink uh, that, that the iced, I want to say it's like the pistachio cold brew that on a special hot day, I will definitely go get. It is, it is pretty phenomenal. But as far as hot coffee, I, I just prefer a, a cup of black coffee in the morning. Wow. Darker the better for me. That's right. I'm in the same boat. I've always joked that I go to Starbucks ask for a black coffee and I feel like they look like they're, they're like, they just don't understand why I came there. They're just like, there's like, why are you right. here? This is not. Yeah. And black coffee. We're and, the oddballs but, out now. Um, <laughs> all right. Last. Totally. Yeah. Um, I mean, my girls even it's, it's unbelievable. Like just a side note, but I have, I have three daughters, 15, 12 and six. And my 15 year olds are fully like, Starbucks sized or whatever. Like they know how to go in and ask for the, you know, half this extra foam, blah, blah. I'm like it. If nothing else, even if I like that drink, my personality wouldn't allow me to order. It's too complicated. I'm just like black coffee, period. 
decision fatigue is a real thing. That's too many options for me. That's right. All right, last thing, uh, book or podcast that you're reading or listening to now that you would recommend? Uh, I listen to, I have a almost a list of the podcasts that I listen to consistently. Uh, I fully listen to uh, Armchair Expert, hmm. which is, uh, I love it, because they have multiple versions of that show. They have, on Monday, they interview a celebrity on Tuesday, they have a podcast about uh, their friend who is a New Zealander who is basically trapped in America. So he's trying to find the differences. On Thursday, they interview a specialist. So it'll be a doctor, a writer, someone who's at the top of their field. And then on Friday, funny enough, they've started a podcast that is uh, called Armchair Anonymous. So they bring on fans and they'll give them a prompt and they can tell their story anonymously, and it's they're usually hysterical. So it's, they've done a great job of being varied. Um, they have a lot of good conversations, important conversations, with still the, the underlying humor underneath it, which I love. Yeah, that's great. So Armchair Expert, and it sounds like it's a series of podcasts that people can check out. I think it's been on for, gosh, years now. So, so you, you can listen to yeah, it anytime, yeah. plenty to catch up on. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. So let's go and we'll want to talk about for the rest of our time, we really want to just talk about Go Southern Indiana, uh, about the organization, the work that you do and how you go about building the brand. Um, So to put the back, you know, the backdrop to this is that the reason for this podcast, the Brand Herald podcast is sort of originally it was I wanted to talk to customers and tell their stories. And that's still the foundation. But what it's what it's grown into is my belief that most people that brand is very misunderstood most people really don't know how to define it. They have brands they love. They have brands they don't like. And they struggle to tell you why as you take a sip of your black coffee from Starbucks. It, it literally just <laughs> emptied it. Just <laughs> emptied it. You got it. Yes. Um, and and so the idea is, you know, for me, I, I want this podcast now to expand and be, hey, let's let's just have a general conversation about what does brand mean to you? What have what have you all done correctly? In that, and you know, in trying to build it, what have you not done well? Um, because my hope is that over time, having a lot of conversations like this, not only will I be educated, but anyone listening to this will start to get, you know, because even though I think if you asked a hundred people, you'd get a hundred different definitions of brand. If you listen to a hundred people define brand, you will start to see common threads, which should create sort of a best practice or a best collaborative, you know, view of what brand is and the things that work and the things that don't work. Um, my opinion is that building brands is a heck of a lot more art than science. And it is a, it's an art that is hard. It's a hard thing to manufacture. If that makes sense, that sometimes it's just a thing that's almost spiritual or organic or hard to explain brands catch on and people can't explain why brands don't catch on and they don't know why. Um, so that's the backdrop. So if you would, I'll turn it over to you. Let's just talk, kind of move down the funnel of like talking about go Southern Indiana, the work that you all do, the brand, how you would define it, the things you're doing to build it. And I'll just interact with you as you go. Absolutely. So the easiest question to answer right off the bat is what is so in tourism? What, if we were to put a label on it, what kind of business, if you will, is it? Um, I, I, I going to be fully honest. I knew what it was before I started, but I didn't know until I got educated on it, truly educated. 
Soin Tourism is a destination management organization. So a DMO, that's the, the phrase that we use. And I like to break it down to its simplest terms, one that you could explain to any Joe that you met on the street. We bring people to Southern Indiana. That is our goal. Uh, our job is to showcase the area. We want people to have a wonderful time. We want them to come back. We want them to support our local partners. So all the local businesses that we have, which Southern Indiana has truly exploded with uh, in the past few years. Most people go, well, how then are you funded? How does that come to be? So if you stay in Southern Indiana, and this is um, a majority of how DMOs are funded, we collect on the hotel tax. So if you stay at a hotel tax, uh, sorry, if you stay at a hotel, you'll see that 6%, 6% forms our budget. So that's how we're funded every year. And then the more time people stay, the better businesses, the more local partners come, all that kind of circles around. We put money back into marketing the area. And that's that's the that's the less than 30 second view. That's the circular view. Of, yeah, of so theoretically, the more successful you all are at at driving traffic to the area, the more budget you have, because it's like the more people that come in, the more tax just generated, the operating budget impre- increases, et cetera. Exactly. Right. And, and the beautiful thing is we're not in it for budget. We're not into we're not we're not getting on a yacht in the Ohio River. Uh, that's certainly not what we're doing. Uh, it all goes back into the budget. So it's all about supporting the area and getting our name out there, uh, getting Southern Indiana's name out there and supporting them as best as possible. And, and ultimately supporting the businesses that make up the area. I mean, because that's ultimately who is receiving the benefit of the people coming to the destination. Absolutely. I mean, you think about all these local restaurants, all these local businesses. Um, Southern India is is huge about that. If you think about specifically the downtowns, if you ever come into New Albany or Jeffersonville, uh, lots of rural downtowns, and those are always generally local small businesses. So we want to see those places uh Filled with people, Clarksville is is coming along masterfully. They're just growing and growing and growing. So another area that is really going to see a benefit from the work that we're doing as soon as these new businesses open, folks are going to head to those new places and get to experience all that Southern Indiana has to offer. I can tell you that the area right, and that's I think it's Jeffersonville, right at the bottom of the Big Four. Yes. Yeah, that area is awesome, and 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 frankly, I didn't even really fully grasp what it was because I had gone to the bridge really from the Kentucky side, and we went over to the little pizza place, uh, Parlor. I'm trying to remember the name Parlor. Yep, went to Parlor, and then there's a really cool spot right behind Parlor um, that I went uh, to you, for lunch with a customer. Probably Union Game Yards. That's it. Yeah. Yep. So I mean. And that's just one area. And I already know New Albany is really cool. So you just have these like very like cool sort of downtown areas that to me are this inter- that what I love really is like it's this fusion of old downtowns, old architecture, but new attractions, new restaurants, new et cetera, you know, new everything really. Absolutely. Which is which is one of the more exciting things uh, that we are, are going to be doing and, and talking about how actually we're going to be moving our visitor center, our offices to downtown Jeffersonville, right uh, on the heart of uh, Market and Spring. So we're going to be a part of all that coming up, which is a big change for us, including our brand. So let's talk about that. So um, 
Hey, well, real quick, when, what's the timeline on that? When should that be open ballpark? I think you said maybe later this year or something like that. That's kind of what we're hearing, but you know, after the first of the year as well, you, we we all okay. know construction c- can be you know challenging yeah, as always, tough. but uh, uh, that is the, the the plan. Okay, so now t- talk to me about the brand of Go Southern Indiana and how do you, you know, how do you drive people here? I mean, how do you get people to the destination and what are the what's the story that you guys are telling? Right, so it's it's interesting enough. Many people will recognize Go So In as a, a title which we do not say anymore. It is not uttered around the office uh, with love, but, it. It, but some people may recognize as the sunny side of Louisville. So that okay. phrase was around for many, many years. Um, now, this is before my time. So, so uh, you know, they did some research and definitely went with the new uh, title, which uh, came actually from a local business owner who sort of started the phrase so in started using it on shirts and um, the conversations happened where we uh, looked at using that as well in conjunction. And so it just really stuck. It was an easy phrase to remember. It was uh, be able to look great on a shirt. <laughs> you know, it, it really yeah. became sort of the motto, the, the, the war cry for this area that wants to stand on its own. Uh, and, and people was uh, one of the things I found this year is I found myself, describing uh if you think about new york and and big cities but brooklyn has become massive and i always like to think we're sort of like brooklyn you know you got new york on the other side but brooklyn is where it's really happening it's where people are moving it's where people are actually moving out of manhattan and moving to brooklyn and going to visit brooklyn and people putting their restaurants in brooklyn i think we're a lot like that yeah, I think that I think that makes sense. I mean, you know, it's funny. I think about. I mean, I'm originally from Ohio, and um, you know, I moved here in 2013. So, geez, it'd be 10 years in July. That's hard to believe. But, um, <laughs> and so I got here, and my interaction with Southern Indiana, I guess, is what I'm leading up to saying. So it's like I I think of it as, you know, for example, a lot of people go to the New Lou area here in Louisville, and and to me, you know, downtown New Albany, downtown Jeff those all have that same kind of vibe to me downtown Clarksville, I guess, like you said, is up and coming. And, um, and, and what's cool about it is like, you can kind of, a, it gives you variety. B Mm -hmm. sometimes just gives you, it spreads people out. You know, if things are crazy busy in downtown, you can kind of go over and get a similar experience. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of benefit to having, um, things like that on both sides. I'll tell you one thing that I, I have found, and I want to know if you agree with this, you know, people in Indiana come to Louisville and it is no problem. Like you can do things in Louisville. They're used to it. A lot of people live over there, work over here. Sometimes, man, you try to do something in Southern Indiana though, and Louisville people, it's like you're asking them to like go to another country or something. And I, I can only just equate that to like, we just don't have to do it as much as the Southern Indiana folks. Cause a lot of them come over to work. Right. Because I was going to have an event over there at one time, and I really, at the end of the day, I was like, "Man, it just seems like people just seem like it's like, oh, it's in Indiana, and I'm like, it's just, it's right there." <laughs> it's, it's, you know what? It is honestly. I mean, I, I before I started with Soin, uh, I worked in the East End for uh, for a company, getting that off the ground for about a year, and then uh, before that, I was with um, Orange Theory Fitness in the Highlands for about four or five years. Uh, the biggest thing is simply this. People haven't spent the time. You know, they they just they literally haven't crossed the bridge. 
it's not, you know, we don't want to, they just like haven't, they just haven't experienced it. They haven't uh, sat down in one of the restaurants yet. They haven't uh, gone to a concert at the river stage, uh, Jammin and Jeff or uh, the Bicentennial concerts in New Albany. Or that brewery and the, the brewery over in New Albany. That's got like the real cool area out back. I'm trying to remember Floyd's count, Floyd County brewing. Floyd County Brewing Company with um, oh gosh that's going to slip my mind it'll it'll hit me in five minutes but the wonderful concert venue right behind it yeah it's awesome it's it's as simple as they just haven't made the trip so it's it's comfort right you know like we're comfortable knowing what's right in Louisville and I love Louisville um, but it's just the comfort level of saying eh, we're just gonna go you know maybe three miles more <laughs> and and just take that risk I think what's interesting about it to me is that it's a really tremendous opportunity just to convince some people across the river to, you know, try to change behavior and get them to come over. So, because that would be a very, uh, you know, a big benefit to the restaurants and the bars and on and on as much as, um, or maybe equal to, or slightly equal to getting people from other areas, you know, to come in. So it's kind of a unique opportunity that you all have to sort of tap into, you know, population literally across the river, as well as people that would come in from other areas. One of the things we've talked with uh, some of these uh, sports teams in in Louisville is what a great way to what a great experience it might be to drive over to to Jeffersonville where there's free parking. I know that sounds silly, but where there's some free parking, eat in one of the great restaurants that you haven't had. Right? We we sometimes recycle restaurants over and over. So yep. come to a new restaurant, have this downtown Jeffersonville experience. Just just a uh, kind of map it out, then walk the Big Four Bridge, maybe walk over to a game at a Slugger or Lynn Stadium, and then walk back, get in your car, you know, make it a real evening on a, on a beautiful summer night. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I love that idea. Um, so when it comes to building the brand of, of, you know, the organization, and like that's kind of an idea of what the pitch might be for people across the river, but when you're sort of reaching out to folks that are farther away, what's the story you all are telling as to why is it, you know, is it related to the, to, to that similar story? Hey, we're, we're sort of just a stone's throw from, or a river walk, you know, from Louisville. Is it more of, you know, an actual, like the destination itself and there's a lot of stuff going on here that you'd be interested in. Is it a good stopping off point on the way to other places? What would some of those things be? There's a few things in there that one, you're going to be surprised when you get here. You're going to be surprised when you come to the downtown. The downtown is the downtowns are truly something to go see. That's including um, other attractions. If people like history. You know, you've got your Howard Steamboat Steamboat if I can say it right, Howard Steamboat Museum. You've got the Carnegie Center, which does an amazing job of talking about the Underground Railroad. You have Charlestown State Park, a massively beautiful state park that people just don't know about. So. We really think that we are a destination to come see, to spend the weekend in and really get to know the area. And then, you know, obviously most people have been through Louisville. So let's change it up a little bit. Let's add a little something new to your routine. Yeah, no, that's great. I think that's uh, that's all really spot on. And, and, and like like I had said, I mean, my time over there has been. Uh, I think you said it well. I mean, it's surprising. You get over there and it's like, man, this is awesome. Not necessarily that I thought it wouldn't be awesome. It's just that it, I got there and I was surprised at how awesome it was and how much was going on. And, you know, so then you go on to, at the, you know, kind of wrapping things up here. 
as we wind the conversation down about building the brand, you've got this visitor center coming. Um, you know, obviously some of the things we've done are things like tie dye t-shirts. I know we've got a clothing store for your staff. We've done hats. We talked about, uh, actually one of the really cool things I think we've done recently is that custom coloring book that we did where we actually took a lot of photography. Yeah. That thing turned out really well. And then the lapel pin we talked about, um, some of those things are used, but I know that the last time you and I talked too also is the visitor center and that a lot of the things that you just mentioned, um, really become part of building the brand because when people come in to the visitor center and I know you're aligned with this and I think I shared with you the visitor center that I know the gentleman who runs it from my hometown Mm -hmm. and this is the approach they've taken. And I think it is an approach a lot of communities are taking, which is like you come in and it's not necessarily wall to wall, go Southern Indiana, go, you know, sew in materials. There's some of that, but it's materials that are designed from a retail perspective uh, promoting the things that you just mentioned, the attractions, the history, the, and, and really with a vintage flair, definitely lately. Yeah. When we think about storytelling, right? Specificity is one of the most important things you can do. And that specificity is connected to a memory. So when you, let's say you're traveling from Michigan, for example, when you go back, you want something that says, that Jeffersonville, New Albany, Clarksville, that and it maybe has that specific tie. So a lot of people will know Southern Indiana from uh, the Colgate uh, clock. You know what a what, what a great thing, and that's something I really want to look yeah, for, for sure. as we develop, because then people are going to ask, "What is that clock on your shirt?" And that's going to spark that memory. That's going to create that chance of storytelling, or the things that we'll carry inside, whether that be. Uh, local merchants, uh, things like that. Things that are specific because our job is helping tell the story of the area. And we think it's a very good story. We think it's a really good story that in that sense, you want to tell that story to other folks and let them have their own experience here in Southern Indiana. I mean, I could see, and I think this has happened in my hometown of Springfield, Ohio, is you know, people come there, they might be visiting family, they might be passing through any number of reasons. They end up going into the shop and they'll get, you know, a shirt with a vintage company that that was in the area. Or like one mm-hmm. thing that comes to mind is, I mean, we have this, we had an old theater called the Regent Theater and we, they, they took the, had a very distinctive sign out front and they took that sign and they turned it into a print on the front of a t-shirt. And I know that I've heard stories of, you know, people taking that shirt back and wearing it and somebody going, what's the, what is that Regent? You know? And they said, well, it's actually a really cool shirt I got from this town. And they get to kind of tell about the town. And I, you know, all those things, I think open doors, um, to, to tell the story and, and might even create better opportunities than if they were just walking around in a, you know, a a shirt with the organization's logo. So it's sort of interesting how you can build the brand of the organization through these other things. Absolutely. The the shirt I want to make, the number one shirt I want to make is I think the phrase that we almost use uh, uh, the most to get to know people. And that is, what high school did you go to? That's how everybody (laughs) knows each other in this area. That is true. And so the locals would get it. But I think it would also be funny if, you know, a visitor got it. And we had the opportunity to explain what that phrase meant. And then when they take it back, they're like, what do you mean? Where did you go to high school? Oh, well, I was in Southern Indiana. And that's actually sort of their welcome. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that'd be great. Um, So as we wind down here, um, the one thing I wanted to ask is, I mean, obviously you've got the visitor center coming. 
just give me a like besides the visitor center, what's kind of the future look like? What are the things that you're excited about kind of on the horizon and say the next year or two that y'all are be working on? That I'm more excited about this area than I've than I've truly ever been, and that's why the uh, one of the reasons I'm, I'm so glad uh, that that my career's turned to working with Southern Indiana Tourism. Over the next few years, you're going to see what was going to become essentially a downtown Clarksville. That's that's going to start happening. So you're going to see all that right uh, close to to where the river meets. You're going to see Origin Park coming up, uh, which is going to be a massive parkland area. That is going to have multiple areas to it. They just uh, launched some points for for kayaks, so they can start uh, using that space. And they're going to continue to build that over the next five years. Uh, you're going to continue to see a lot more restaurants. Uh, I can think of just off the top of my, my head, a brand new seafood restaurant that just opened in New Albany that is receiving phenomenal reviews. So I, uh, we had just had a new wine shop open in New Albany. So. The downtown areas are truly a place that you can go have some drinks. You can go have dinner. I'm thinking of all the uh, – we're getting more events. Uh, funny enough, there's going to be a Juneteenth concert that's going to have Little John – or should I say Lil John on uh, for, for um, Juneteenth. So that's a massive name coming to Southern Indiana for a wow, free yeah. concert. Wow. So th- the, the the things that are happening are just happening and they are happening fast and they're happening big. That's exciting stuff, man. And I, and, and I'm, I, I've enjoyed our team having an opportunity to work with some of the things at this point. I'm excited about some of the cool things that are coming along. Um, I can't thank you enough for doing this. I appreciate your time. I know you're busy. And uh, a couple things. One is you had shared a video with me that I thought was really cool. Um, we will put that in the, the show description so that people can check that out. Uh, it was really well done. I'll make sure to, that I got that link from you. And then if you could just tell people how they connect, connect with you and they can connect with go, go, uh, Southern Indiana. Yeah. If you guys have any questions, please don't hesitate me at Seth at go. So win.com. If you have questions about the areas, wondering about some things to do, um, please come down this way. We're, we're still in our current visitor center, but, and we'll always have that open, but come down and see us. We've always got somebody on staff to answer any questions. I can't recommend the website enough. Our, our staff has just done a phenomenal job in curating our website. We've received so much traffic uh, that should answer any questions you have. It's got all our restaurants, attractions, Head there. It's the easiest way to get the quickest information. Um, and then, of course, come visit our our concerts and all that's going on because this summer is going to be crazy. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to look at my schedule right now. I mean, concerts in Jeff in New Albany almost every Friday night over the summer. Wow. There is yeah. there is awesome. there is so much to do. Yeah, there's just a lot of energy in this area, and you guys are a big part of it. Seth, thank you again for doing this. I appreciate it very much. Uh, Appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, man. I'll talk to you again soon. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Brand Herald podcast. For more information, please visit thebrandherald.com. Also, please subscribe to our show and follow us on social media to stay up to date on all things branding. Thanks again for listening.